Hey buddies, you thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast, and here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Well, the world has still gone nutty, buddy, buddy. Even downright cruddy, buddy, buddy. We shall miss the past, buddy, buddy. But there's still buddy cast. No, don't be naughty, go meet everybody. Here on buddy cast. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Hi there, buddies. Welcome to another episode of BuddyCast. Hey, I told you that theme song was going to be interesting. I love it. Who's the dude singing? He's actually a local artist here from town. He's, um... And the name literally just escaped me. And I told Tommy, um, his name's Tommy. I have his last name for you, but uh, he's yeah, a really he's good, good yeah, Very yeah. folky. That's cool. I like it. Tommy Link. That's his name. Sorry, Tommy I've had Link. a long day. And I, I knew at the top of my head. I just, it was there on the tongue and it was like there. But yeah, he's a local artist. And when I uh, created the theme song, I'm like, I want something local. Because, you know, all the local ones are the ones that are taking the big hit right now. So you where know, is local? Where are you? Erie, Pennsylvania. Where in Pennsylvania? Erie. Oh, that's hilarious. I spent a bunch of time in Erie. Oh, nice. Yeah, I went to, I did a movie years ago and uh, we won the Great Lakes, or I don't know if we won, but I did the Great Lakes Film Festival. Mm. And uh, I went there two times. So I brought Terry Moore. Terry was nominated for an Oscar in 1952. She was married to Howard Hughes. And I brought uh, Dizzy from Guns N' Roses. Ooh. I think separately. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, I can't remember if Dizzy was there when Terry was there or not. But I know I went out there a couple times. And, yeah, we had a really good time, man. I had a good time. It's uh, Steven. Nice. Yeah, good time. Yeah, so in Erie, Pennsylvania, I was with Dizzy. And uh, Vanilla Ice was playing. And it was $2 to get in. So I'm like, we got to go. We got to go check it out. And Diz, is, Diz did not want to go. But for two bucks, dude, you got to go see Vanilla Ice. But Exactly. Never happened. We exactly. actually went to like the HA Clubhouse. <laughs> and the, dude, <laughs> the dude said he worked for guns. Um, and I don't, I didn't know him and Dizzy didn't remember. But he was a really nice guy. We hung out there all night. We partied all night. It was a good time. Nice. Nice. Yeah. A quick introduction before we go forward to all my sure. buddies out there. This is my new buddy, Joe Miller. He's an author. He's a fellow podcaster. And I'm excited to hear the stories he's got because he seems to know a lot of great people. So welcome to BuddyCast, my friend. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me on your show. Thank you very much. Yep. So first off, let's talk about your book. Could you tell us about that for audience members who maybe aren't sure about it? Or Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the book's called Memoir of a Roadie. 
Um, Axel said, I made a great cup of tea. Scott Weiland liked the Carpenters and Ozzy drinks rosé. And so initially the book was called, um, Axel said, I made a great cup of tea. And we switched it up because people didn't, people wouldn't know what the book's about. People were saying, but I don't know, how many Axels have you met? You know, <laughs> it's yeah. not, so I thought it was all right. But we, cha we changed it up so that it was more uh, understandable. And then the rest became, I guess, what's called a subtitle. So I learned that. But I, I wrote the book because I had cancer for a few minutes and everything's cool. But I, um, yeah, I figured if I was to croak off, my nephews would be like, you know, what, uh, what, what have you done? You know, what, what did Uncle Joel do? And they're like, he sold a lot of stuff on eBay. <laughs> so I, I, was, I was like, well, let's see. So I started putting the book together. It took me about three years. And then I loaded it up onto Amazon. I was pretty stoked to figure out how to do it, I mean. And uh, people started downloading it like right away. So I'm thinking, oh shit, we need to edit this thing. So I was reaching out to this uh, retired school teacher who helped me edit it. And uh, it was the number one new release on Amazon in BIOS and it's still on Amazon's bestseller list. So it was, nice. a, yeah, it was cool. I mean, it was it was very cool and yeah. a little surprise, you know? So people are downloading it and reading it and we're like editing as quick as we can so that it makes better sense. But uh, yeah, it's like 8,000 pages a day are being read of of the book. And then the audio book should be out in a couple days for people that don't read, which is pretty much everybody <laughs> in, the, in the music industry, at least. As I'm reading it. And so uh, we'll see. And then Dizzy and I actually wrote a song uh, that I'm releasing in the audio book. It'll be like a few places here and there just as, yeah, I don't know, maybe filler, but yeah, it's kind of cool vibe. Makes it a little bit more fun. Mm -hmm. So you said we can find the book on Amazon? Yeah, Amazon has its tentacles wide. So truthfully, you can order like Barnes and Noble and everything, but it's all Amazon. They're the ones who do it. So oh, Amazon. Yeah, I mean, it's actually pretty neat. So it's kind of a bitch to get your book up there. But once you figure it out, you know, you're off to the races and they do everything. So it's kind of nice that it's so accessible. You, you can do it. There's nothing to stop you. And mm -hmm. that's how it goes. And then podcasts are popular if you do a bunch of them you can do your own marketing you can do all your own stuff you don't necessarily need a publisher and on uh, my podcast i'm actually bringing on a couple people who have books out right now too mm. and i'm genuinely really intrigued because uh, at least one of them she has a really book big book publisher and i i want to know what what did they do for you because uh and i had to do it all myself but i'd love to know like how did they How'd they help you? So for like a larger audience, like a, doing a CD now, you know, if you get a record deal, what can they do at this point? They can put it on CD, baby, TuneCore, like you can. I mean, what are they going to do for you? So, mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's all trial and error when it comes to podcasting, especially, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm new. You're the, how long you had your show, man? Almost a year. We're coming up on a year in June. Congrats, We've had plenty of people, though. We've had John Mahon, who you've had on your show. Sure. We've had Sinbad, the actor and comedian. Of course, yeah. Um, we've had just a did you, bring up, uh, did you bring up Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I didn't. Oh, I didn't, God. but this, I did. This, this but I brought, that was amazing. Mm -hmm. I brought up other things to him. I brought up, like, Jingle on the way, All the Way or um, – just so he, lives in, uh, he lives in my area. I used to see him at the movie theater all the time. With his oh, friends. nice. If yeah, he's sitting around, tell him Nick Sorensen says hi. 
I will. He's a sweetheart of a guy, man. He's a really yeah. good dude. And he actually is – I think he's – I'm not sure how he's doing or not, but he's recovering from a stroke, actually. I had heard that, yeah. Yeah. Now, hopefully he's yeah. doing all right. Yeah. Exactly. You exactly. you talked to him after or before? Um, I talked to him beforehand. He mm. um, I found him on this app Cameo and – Sure. You know, got to talk to him for 10 minutes and was like, hey, I would, you know, I run this show. I'd love to have you on. It'd be a great pleasure. And he dropped me some information and said, reach out to these people. We'll make it happen. And there's just cool history. Back. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. And he was, what I, he was wide open about everything because he was, back then, that's when all the protests were going on, all that stuff. And he was more than opening about it. Like, he was more than saying, like, look. You know, we've got to make a change in this world. We got to make, like, if I don't come home in the same condition that I left in, then I didn't do anything, you know? Yeah. So, you know what? Actually, hold on. I'm just realizing that my mic is plugged in <laughs> and it's all the way over there. You can hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Hold on. This will be better for you. I just, I didn't even realize. Okay. You should be able to hear me a little bit better. Perfect. I totally didn't even realize I had it all the way on the corner. Perfect. So. Yeah, enough about our podcast. Let's talk about your podcast. Tell our audience about it. Well, so it's called Party Like a Rockstar. So the basic deal was is um, books doing good, books doing good. I reached out to an agent who I'm just, uh, he's a friend of mine. He's my buddy, right? He's a buddy of mine. Mm -hmm. And um, can you get me on some bigger podcasts? And so he said to make a one sheet, which uh, for people who don't know, it's just a quick pitch. It's a one piece of paper that pitches your your stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I did and I, you know, I made it. What did I, I said that uh, my book's the most popular book since Green Eggs and Ham, but Green Eggs and Ham obviously had more of an important impact or some stupid right. shit. I don't know what I wrote. And so then he uh, he said, you should start a podcast. No disrespect. I was very reluctant because <laughs> there's, there's a lot, man, like a lot. <laughs> and I just didn't I just didn't. Time is a big deal for me. So I didn't do it. But then a couple of weeks later, I had a few other friends suggest it. And so, um, all right. So I brought in, I've been bringing in my friends. So the first one I released was John, actually, it was John Mayen. And then Peter Feinstone's a drummer for Bad Religion. And it was cool to hear them just to go on and on and on about drums and different ways of going about it. And so now I bring on two guests and those guests chat. So I had, you know, Al Snow and Damian Sandow, if you're into WWE wrestling to uh i just recorded last night was uh the singer of three dog night david Ooh. and uh yeah and the other uh, guest was sunny moan who was in crazy horse uh, neil young's crazy horse so um you know that was fun we ended up talking for three and a half hours wow <laughs> yeah it was neat but david's stories are amazing and i've known him for like 15 years so i i had things that i could you know mm. hey you know, tell me about this. Tell me about the piano you sold to Bonnie Raitt. And he's just kind of like, nope, never sold the piano to Bonnie Raitt. I'm like, you never sold it? I'm like, who sold the piano to Bonnie Raitt? He goes, well, I'm sure somebody, but it wasn't me. <laughs> so it was a little funny. You know, you're not always accurate, but you kind of roll with it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, have fun with yeah. it all. Exactly. So that's what you, So what do you talk about with your guests? Just anything in general? Or is there like a specific format that you follow with them? Well, learning it. I mean, I'm only, I just released, I think it was my seventh episode. So, um, 
what I've been doing, doing a quick little bio. I'm kind of rude in it. So I've been doing a lot. I've been doing roadies. A bunch of roadies are going to come up. Um, obviously, my background is as, as a roadie in music. So with the roadies, I, I kind of picked on them. <laughs> and then we go into just chatting, bringing up stupid stories and stuff. But my book is very much that. It's a my attempt at humor. So it should be a, a funny book. And it's just stories from the road. So they're not like nasty stuff and whatnot. It's just dumb, <laughs> dumb stories that yeah, I guess people find entertaining too. You know? So yeah. it's been cool. So the idea of that podcast is the same. I'm talking to my friends and we tell our stupid stories and uh, <laughs> drink a beer. Maybe I have a couple beers. I got to be real honest with you. I <laughs> just got a brewery that said they'd give me some beer. So I was kind of like, well, they were going to even drink more beer. <laughs> <laughs> So, now your book is all about roadie experiences keeping yeah. it family friendly of course for our audience um sure. could you share some stories with us like some awesome things that might have happened in your time well yeah i can just give you a back an overall background and then you can pick and choose but so mm-hmm. um father was a car mechanic and this guy came in and he needed his car fixed uh, my dad was a specialist though he's actually a machinist if you know a little bit about mm-hmm. it all he would do really high-end cars, a lot of Jaguar cars and stuff like that. He did a lot of work with Jay Leno. So Jay Leno's in the book a lot, and people seem to find that very entertaining. So one of the guys that came through, he needed to hire, uh, I said, a grunt. You know, a guy to do a lot of the work, honestly, for a band called Stone Temple Pilots. And so I thought mm-hmm. the guy was full of shit. And three days later, I'm on an airplane flying to Las Vegas, actually, for my first gig. And it's working for Stone Temple Pilots. And from there, I worked my butt off and I kept cruising through and um, I got to work with bands that it's kind of funny. You know, I, I liked them and because just because you're doing this for a living doesn't mean you work for anybody you like. So I, I ended up working for ones that I did. I thought were real cool bands and uh, it was a good experience. So at the, at the end, yeah, I, I toured with Guns N' Roses, which was a big deal for me. It was a huge fan. The first album I bought uh as a kid was appetite for destruction so getting yeah. to tour with my favorite band was that yeah, was cool stuff you know it was really cool stuff mm-hmm. and after the roadie whatnot you know i went into other paths but i uh i obviously always held it dear because i'm still i'm still talking about it yeah i'm, I'm 44 years old in 10 days so yeah things nice. change the book happy early birthday Thank you, my friend. Thank you very much. I'm 20 years old in the book, so things have uh, things have changed. But I brought two roadies on, and uh, we all toured together with STP, and we had some pretty good war stories. We had a really good time, just just honestly, just catching up. You know, mm-hmm. you know talk as much as uh, as I would like to. Yeah, I really like a lot of these guys. You, when you're living in a tour bus and you're traveling around the country, it's your family. You know, oh, yeah. become your your brothers that you fight with a lot <laughs> but if anybody else wants to fight with your brothers and kick their ass man exactly I, hey exactly. Like- i was a i was a missionary and we toured around the nation with the bus and it was exactly right they are the people that there are days where your best friends there are days where they go your they go their way you go your way and we'll just keep it at that you know but the yeah. same if anyone else tried to start anything with one of them you'd be the first one to back like hey 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 you know yeah, for sure. You know, and honestly, I don't know how many problems we, you know, physical altercation type issues. I don't know how many we really had, but uh, 
Yeah, I still have a sense of community for sure with a lot of these guys. And so That's I just actually episode. today I've lined up a ton of roadies because that episode was was, was fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I got a whole bunch of guys coming on to tell their war stories. And uh, mm -hmm. I was about to say, do you still keep in touch with those people? Do you still keep in some? Yeah, some and some mostly not, you know, and it's not because of any other reason than people get busy, man. And well, yeah. uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm a super busy person too. So it makes it difficult to stay in touch with people as much as you uh, maybe would like when you think about it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So. It makes total sense. What about people from like the bands you've worked with? Do you keep in touch with any of them? So, any so um, Dizzy from Guns, Dizzy and I chat. Actually, I brought his ex wife onto my podcast. <laughs> wow. So. Yeah, we had a really good time. She's a sweetheart and she's a good friend too. So I brought Lisa. Lisa Reeb will be coming on. And, you know, she was involved in guns way back in the day. So, um, yeah, we had a good time catching up too. So, yeah, of course, I did. I definitely talked to some of the people, but mm -hmm. uh, I like talking. <laughs> so yeah. it makes it easy to call people and then catch up, man. And, mm -hmm. and I have a sincere interest in my and see how my friends are doing. It means something yeah. to me. So. And the thing with podcasts, too, I always say the worst they can do is say no, you know? The worst yeah, they I can say do. no, and then I can they edit stuff out that we say stupid. You know, I, yeah. uh, I've edited a couple things here and there, nothing major. Uh, one of the guys, was he gave his house address two times. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's true. I shouldn't have done that. I'm like, oh, it's okay. I'm going to bleep it out. But, yeah, he gave your house address. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... Now, obviously, you've been, you've mentioned a lot of concerts, like working on once this, you know, once this pandemic clears up, or once you know concerts get the green light. Are you excited for them to open up, or are you just enjoying life right now? For my friends, yeah, I haven't toured in a lot of years, so I'm uh, mm -hmm. I was never a lifer. I, I think my last yeah. tour was in 2006. So, mm -hmm. but for my friends, I'm super eager for them to get back to work. They, uh, some of them, desperately need to get back to work. But others, it's it's what uh, we do, you know, so mm -hmm. they want to get back to doing what they know how to do. And so that I care about. I'm not a big concert goer. Uh, I went to a lot of concerts. So for me, I probably won't be going to too many shows. It's just not my it's not my go to. Mm -hmm. I'll be happy when everybody else gets to and I'll be real happy when the doors open up again uh, so that we can all like live a little, you know? Yeah. So now I got to ask a follow-up question. What are some of your favorite bands? Well, lately it's funny. I listen to a lot of classical music and the funny thing with the classical, so like, I don't know, cause you get in my van, I drive a van. So you get in the van and people are like, what the hell is this dude? I'll be like, oh, it's opera. You know, <laughs> I think it's Pavarotti. I'm not even sure. They're like, now, how could you listen to this much classical and not know who it is? I'm like, it's, it's very amusing. And I have no idea. Yeah. I, I have no idea who this is, but there's good shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I listen to a lot of classical uh, newer bands, you know, I asked a couple of these guys and they were telling me Billie Eilish and Taylor Swift, they think they could be going places. I honestly don't know any of their music, like nothing, not none of it. So you never yeah. heard Shake It Off or anything like that? The what? You never heard Shake It Off or anything like that? I don't even know what it is. I mean, if we played it, I might be like, okay, I've heard that song in the grocery store or something, but no. I would no. play it, but then Facebook would mute me for you. Time being, and I'd get one of those notifications. You're being muted, or you're being under investigation for playing so and so song, or something like that. 
Nobody likes a Taylor Swift. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell you if it was her singing. But, yeah, you know, I just don't listen to a lot of radio, and I don't seek out new music as much as, well, maybe I should. I don't know. Maybe I should. So, But you know what you reminded me of when you said opera? It reminds me of, like, when Queen, you know, when Queen started to experiment with that stuff. And look how that turned out. That no. turned out better than anything I'm going to probably put together, just to be clear. <laughs> I, you know, it turned out pretty good, man. Yeah. yeah. Lisa was actually saying on the podcast how she went on tour with guns and she had a little baby. And Brian May gave her lessons on how you can uh, take your baby on the stage uh, on tour. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, still try and be like a good family life type thing. So that was kind of a fun story. Yeah. yeah. I will say if we, ever got, Brian May. <laughs> if, we, if we ever got Brian, someone like Brian May on this show, wow, that would be. Everybody would be well. Yeah, I don't know how many interviews he grants. I, I think he's mm -hmm. probably a little burned out on it at this oh, point. Oh, probably. I wouldn't. Him and Elton John are my two top. Like, there's if I could make a wish list and, you know, send it up. Him and Elton John are right up there, like, right. Top two, but I know at the same time the odds of getting them are like basically five, or like time with the president, you know, like. And, and well, yeah, you're talking about the biggest guys in music. Oh yeah, so it is time with the president, but these guys too. I mean, you know, they're what, human. They're human, you know. They're totally human. They're good guys, but the, but what do they have to gain from being on your podcast? And that's the difficulty. And I'm just not. I'm mm -hmm. not even picking them into. Yeah. But what are they, what's the point? Why? Yeah. And it's just, it's work. <laughs> you know, get on there. You got to talk about your new album or whatever. And I mean, mm -hmm. just why bother? So yeah. I think that the accessibility to guys like that, for me at least, I'm not going to say you because I think you're mm -hmm. more gusto. Is mm -hmm. probably is probably limited. Oh yeah, put it nicely. Yeah, but, like I, and then, you know, Elton John. I mean, Akima. So why did you put your head in the oven? You know how many times he's asked the same stupid questions in his life? Oh, probably. Like, oh God, why are you telling yeah. me this? So it's literally in his book. You know? Yeah. Yeah, really. It's literally exactly. in the book. Like I don't even have to answer this anymore. It's in the book. Just go read the book for crying out loud or something. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're right. Some and I remember like just talking to people, like talking to a few Elton fans or even talking to John and just saying, like, everyone wants a piece of him. Everyone wants just something from him like he they're like even just on tours or anything you know like he's he's someone that there's a reason that you know we have our lives he has his life you know we there's reasons that he, we do this thing. like he's like such like this because literally literally he's one of those people where if he sneezes without covering his mouth it's on tomorrow it's on tomorrow's newspaper somewhere you know it's a difficult thing. I mean, mm -hmm. being a celebrity is hard. You don't have, you don't, it's hard to carve out your, your time. Yes. Uh, with a guy like him, this guy's been a celebrity for well, obviously the majority of his life. I, if oh, I'm yeah. not incorrect. I mean, I think he was a little boy winning piano competitions or something, I think. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with him in particular, he's had fame his whole life. You go nuts, man. If you don't have any time to yourself, uh, mm -hmm. Touring with some of the bands I worked with, it was sad. Yeah, they didn't really. You know, we go to a bar to grab a beer, um, but they were on I, schedule. They were like on that chomp chat. Like, yeah, we'll yeah, grab a beer on the weekends. You know, you go to yeah. just go and hang out, playing pool, and you got people coming up to you the whole time, and you don't get to uh, play the pool. What do you got there? I was saying I was imitating a fan. Like, 
Oh, is that the invitation? Yeah. The yeah, that's the thing with the autographs. I don't know what the benefit of autographs are. I, For me, I, I take order, I take autographs as personal notes. Like, you know, like, hey, I met this person. Like, I've got an autograph from John Mahon over here. He uh, sent me a signed tambourine, you know. But that's just to symbolize a friendship. That's to symbolize, like, hey, I know someone important. Like, I know someone who has been on the road with one of the most major music stars in history. Sure. I, you know. And not only that, I'm a good, I'm a friend of his. Like we're we're buddies. You know, That's a good night. It's a nice thing to have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or even just like, yeah. even just like, I take autographs as memorabilia. Like I've got a funny story for you. You know Dan Aykroyd. Sure. I met Dan in uh, Jamestown, New York. I stood outside a restaurant for two hours just cool. to meet him for five seconds, have him autograph my comedy notebook, and take a quick selfie with me. And then wow, see, that, I would never do that. <laughs> that's I would never. That's crazy. Yeah. I only did it because I'm like, I know I'm going to get him. If I leave, I'm going to leave and the line's going to be 10 times this size. So just stay here. The Boys only benefit could be like the people waiting in line with you. You have conversation start oh, yeah. talking about whatever. That part could be entertaining. But. Oh, yeah. And there was almost a point, too, where I heard like he left or something. I'm not sure if he's come back. So then the line gets smaller. So I'm like, you know what? Stay a place. I know he's coming back. He probably just went to do this or something. I'm only leaving when the management comes out and says, sorry, guys, he's gone or something, you know? Yeah. He came back just like my instinct told me. And bam. And it was worth it, too. You know, it was a, sure, it was a five-second encounter or something like that, but it was well worth it. It was Dan Aykroyd. You know, when else do you get a chance to meet someone that famous about 45 minutes away from your hometown, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's neat. I uh, I like Dan Aykroyd for sure. I I do a lot of memorabilia uh, for a living, and uh, I I had I had a, a dragnet uh, badge of his. Nice. Yeah, it was super cool. It was neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, it was well it was well worth the wait. You know, just for things like that. Like even if I were to wait for someone, like even if I were to wait for like um, just. Uh, yeah, I'm just because I've been talking about him recently, just like waiting for Elton or something. If someone gave me a tip, hey, he's going to be here at this time, you know? I don't care if I have to be that stalker fan or whatever. Just a quick, hey, just a quick autograph, and I won't bug you for the rest of your life or something, you know? That's your go-to line. <laughs> yeah, quick autograph, selfie, maybe an appearance on my podcast, and you won't hear from me again, you know? Right on. Yeah. Well, but he's- keeps you happy and they're okay with it, then you got a good oh, thing going. Oh, yeah. There was a time, who was it? Someone, I think it was, was it Rick Springfield or someone important came to Erie. And my mm-hmm. mom had, it was back when my mom was like a teenager. She had tickets to the concert, but she got sick that night. So my grandfather found out what hotel he was staying at, mm-hmm. through his job, and waited in the lobby until like 3 a.m. when he came back and just told him, the, you know, just ran into him, gave him the quick story. My daughter was so excited to meet you, you know, but or to go to your concert, but she got, you know, she got sick tonight. Could you, would you just sign this photo for her if that's okay? No problem. Yeah. Then, you know? So. Yeah. I know for me, it's not the same thing, but I get, I get your excitement. I think it's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah. yep. So now I'm going to ask you three questions that I ask all my buddies that have come on the show. I don't call them guests. Okay. I call them buddies. Sure. The first yeah, one, the first one is in your own words. What does it mean to be someone's buddy? Hmm. Oh, where's my... So for me, it's actually really a loose term. Mm-hmm. So 
I say bud a lot. Hey, bud, how you doing, bud? How you doing? And it's because I don't remember people's names, to be really honest with you. So there was this guy at the uh, at the Goodwill, the local Goodwill, and his name is Bud. So that was entertaining to me because I was actually calling him by his name. So a buddy to me is just, yo, man, how you been, dude, bud, whatever. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's very loose. I don't think there's too much. Uh, there's, there's not too much connection to it. Mm -hmm. That's in my head, but yeah. Or how would you describe like maybe like a like a way you would describe a great friend or something like that? You know, I say this is my close friend. It's my good. This is my good friend or my good buddy. I would say good buddy. So I would preface <laughs> it. Yeah, this is my good buddy Steve or whatever. But usually when I bring someone in, I'll, I'll have context. So this is my friend Steve. Yeah. I've known him since we were kids. He's a roadie too. Be day. And that way the conversation can begin with the two people you're putting together. Yeah, and, uh, and it might not, but at the same time, uh, they know who they're sitting with. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now part of being a buddy to me is being a charitable buddy. So, if you could have our audience donate to one charity of your choice, what would it be and why? Hmm. I think it's so in New Zealand, there is a sandbar, and that sandbar is, um, for whatever reason, and they don't know what it is, more animals get stuck on that beach, so they get beached, than any other place in the world in a particular time. So a lot of people will go out there to try and push the animals back in the water. Uh, the biggest issue is the big whales, they can't. And so with they, whales being um, a species that are uh, dying off. Uh, it would be nice to be able to help with that, but they bring tractors and they do what they can do. Mm. That would be something worthwhile uh, being involved in also uh, maybe donating to. Yeah, absolutely. And now it's time for what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. You ready for it? For, I'm going to make this up into three parts for you. The first okay. part is for anyone who wants to write a book, what's your advice to them? Oh, absolutely do it. It doesn't have, you know, anything can be deleted. Right, 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 right. So uh, for me, I, I began writing a journal because I bought a computer and I didn't know what to do with it. So, right. And then the ability to put uh, your your book, uh, whatever it is, uh, on Amazon is, is a great luxury. It's a neat thing to be able to do. And don't necessarily do it to try and get anything other than a bit of self-accomplishment. With that being said, it's hard to write a book. Mm -hmm. it's hard. I'm it's still a writing. lot of work. I'm still writing my uh, autobiography right now. So. Cool. Mm -hmm. Cool. Good for you. Yeah, when you're ready to upload it, hit me up and I'll give you a couple quick tips that will save you some time. Because it was a little tricky to, to know a few things. So. Well, absolutely do. I appreciate that. Absolutely, man. Yeah. The second part of this question for anyone who wants to start a podcast like what we're doing, what's your advice to them? I'm too new. I don't know. So <laughs> I actually found it a little hard to understand what to do. Um, on Facebook, I joined a couple podcast community groups and I just asked questions. <clears throat> There's a fellow named Darren Paltrowitz. He runs uh, Paltrowcast and he did an interview on me. And uh, we became friends. And so he was really, and he still is. I think I asked, I know I asked him some questions this morning. Mm -hmm. So he was very helpful in telling me how you guys do what you do. So just hosting it, I, I don't, what does hosting mean? I don't know. I didn't know. I'm not a techie guy. And so uh, 
I, I've been trying to learn. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, you know, do you put it on YouTube or do you not care? It looks like crap on YouTube because this is actually my podcast in my room. So, mm -hmm. did, you know, people, is it, should I not? It's just the ins and outs of it. So uh, definitely learning. Don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. Hey, it's, a, it's all a learning experience. Like I said, do you go back to the first episode that I had and then I just decided to build up and build up. Like I said, hey, you know, this place, this, this uh, needs a theme song, just something catchy to help yeah. warm up the guests or something. And look what happened. You liked it. You know, I like it a lot. I think it's really good. Oh, that Thank was you. very good. So how many, how many episodes a week do you do? Um, it varies. I run this show by my guest schedules. So, All right. So, you know, like me reaching out to you, Hey, what day of the week works best for you or what, you know, okay. You can do Thursdays and Fridays. I also base it off of my work schedule too. Like Monday through Friday, Monday through Wednesday, I can do noon Eastern which helps a lot locally. But then if I want to reach someone on the West coast, that might be a little problem because then they have to wake up at like 9am to do a podcast, you know? Very uh, early but, 9 Okay. Yeah. But then, um, but then Thursdays and Fridays I have, I have off work so I can do, I can be very flexible these days. And then yeah. Saturday and Sunday, anytime after anytime around 8pm Eastern is perfect. You know, cause I get out of work at like six 30 ish. It gives me time to come home grab something to eat real quick, get everything set up and then get ready for the show. So cool. But it all depends on the guest schedules. That's how, I, that's how I vary it with them. I just reach out to them. Like I said, the worst they can do is say no. So sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's the final question I have for you for anyone who wants to do what you do with um, being a roadie, being, you know, someone who can work with these bands, someone who, you know, like you said, when you first heard about this band, you thought nothing of them. And now you say, I work with Stone Temple Pirates and everyone can look at you like, really? Them? Like, well, I didn't say anything, anything of them. I liked them. I just yeah. didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I uh, I didn't know they were as good as they are. That, mm -hmm. was, that was kind of cool. I had no idea. Yeah. But um, I came up very unconventionally. You know, this guy just needed his car fixed. The next thing you know, I was on tour. It doesn't usually work that way. So mm -hmm. my suggestion would be you go work for a local light and sound company and you start gigging and learning the learning it. Um, and, and you go from there. As a roadie, if you want to do backline, you probably played guitar or drums at some point. And so find a guy who's in a local band and be his roadie maybe. And, uh, and keep going. If you're a musician, it's tough. Yeah. Local gig, local gig, local gig, weddings, bar mitzvahs. <laughs> and then you start going. But none of it's overnight. It, you you work your butt off to, to get there. So Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for stopping by and being a buddy here on BuddyCast. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Absolutely. It was a pleasure, a joy meeting you. And I'm glad we I'm glad to hear about your experiences, you know. Thank you. And best of luck to your podcast too. If you ever need any clips, anything, just any advice or just uh, yeah, it's a lot of work doing it. I just Oh, tell me about it. Yeah. I don't know. My intern quit yesterday who was my editor. So today mm -hmm. I've been on the phone trying to find a new editor because I just I just don't have time. I have other things going on always, so it's really difficult. That's but, me. Um, I'm always reaching out to buddies and going, Hey, you're technical, right? Yeah. Good. Can you, if I send you this link, can you do that real quick? Like, can you just take X, Y, and Z out or something like that? Or yeah, sure. No yeah. problem. 
they'll send it back great equality. So yeah, you're lucky. Good on you. Yeah, very good. That's why it's important to have buddies because they can do stuff that you can't. You know. That's absolutely the reason. That's the only reason. <laughs> the only reason. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again for being a buddy here on Buddy Cast, and I have one favor to ask you before we close out this show. Go be someone's buddy today. Okay. It's a deal. Hey, for all my buddies out there, this is my buddy, Joe Miller. Catch his book, catch his podcast, and we'll catch you all next time here on BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast. Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone fast. Buddy, buddy, tune in to BuddyCast. Make it buddy here on buddy cast